0: You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina.
1: Hello. This is a podcast that looks at some of your favorite cult films, introduces them to someone who's not seen them. That's me. As an alcoholic beverage. She's Sometimes I do that as well. She's not with us, and we talk about it. This week's a cult meeting where we're just going to just talk about stuff because we're not prepared for this week's episode. Well, oh, it's early. Well, it's early for us. But, uh, we're actually recording this before um, the Raising Arizona episode actually airs. It actually airs tomorrow. I, f- I did all the website stuff for it today, so it should air like this morning at like 4 a.m. Perfect. That's the plan. I think I set that up right. That's what I usually do. So. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Find us there. Uh, you can hear about like our games. That's what it is. The yeah. games, uh, bit shoot is another thing that we do. Yeah. We're on bit shoot. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's cult always movie, a joke every week. Cult,
1: cult movies not on bit shoot yet. Um, I think I'm going to hold off for us on bit shoot until we start doing video.
0: Cool. But the, cool, cool. the other stuff's been on. All was, of the naked is, videos is, of Stephanie.
1: It's kind of just, uh, as an experiment, but we're, I think it's going to work. Um, the big thing is that we will be at PentaCon. Um, yeah, we will. Uh, and that's um, February 28th through the 1st. Uh, we're going to be doing a live cult movie cantina. We have a table. We actually have a table.
0: A, f- a for real table, a people. for real table. And for a, real.
1: I will have merch for us, uh, for you guys to buy.
0: We say that. There's going to be a tablecloth. We have a magical floating tablecloth. It's not a for real table. Yeah, We can... I'm coming up with topics, Scotty. I'm you, doing a great you. job. Magic.
1: You. Magic table.
0: Episode of magic. Let's do it.
1: Episode of magic table. Okay.
0: Okay. I feel you. I feel you, magic table.
1: But, um, so, uh, we're doing a live cult, uh, cult movie cantina. Uh, uh, as soon as I have the dates, we'll, rel- uh, the date and time. I'm hoping it's Friday, and I'm told it will be a later show, which will be fun.
0: For the, for ours?
1: Yeah, for, for, actually, for both of them. We're going to do hashtag, hashtag live, too. And I'm, my... I have put in the request to do Friday and Saturday. So actually, by the time this airs, we may actually have no dates. We may we have we may know the dates. Okay. But as of this recording, I have no idea. So, future Scotty may have already told you. So if. So if you you know what Scotty those are, Scotty
0: from the future.
1: Because um, I am going to my moderators meeting on Sunday, and so fancy, yeah. So I can find out what I am moderating. I get to moderate. I, know, I hope I get some cool celebrities. Last year was okay. The year before last I had more. I had more fun stuff. I mean I,
0: yeah. I
1: liked what I did last year, but I think I like I had higher profile stuff my first year. What do you like
0: about it the most?
1: Um, I like. I, well, it's like it's like podcasting. I like hosting things, so yeah. you know, you know, my niche here is you know the knowledge and the travel. You're trying to dig all that stuff out. I like the research, and and then and, uh, and I just like listen to the stories. I mean, uh, I mean, I heard some some crazy stuff over, over the like. Um, I was talking to one of the D and D artists who started out with TSR when Dungeons and Dragons first started and he was telling telling everybody stories about like way back when how it started how crazy it was it kind of started in a room like this with a bunch of crazy people trying to you know make a buck and you know and it kind of grew into what it was and you know that's that was that was Larry Elmore Larry Elmore's um, podcast I mean not podcast but a panel I hosted for that and he's amazing just amazing yeah. he's a 60 70 year old artist he's a beautiful painter and, but he's mostly famous for painting like dragons and stuff for, for D&D manuals and stuff. That's cool. So, and so, but he had great stories I and mean, he's been there almost since the beginning. And so, so that was cool. Um, I got to meet um, Tom Holland, who's not the Spider-Man, <laughs> but the guy who uh, did uh, Chucky, created Chucky. Okay. I hosted his panel.
0: And okay, that, and that's cool.
1: That was cool. And that was cool. So that, that was you learn cool. anything about that that
0: you didn't know beforehand?
1: Um, not really, but uh, <laughs> I did like, he's like, yeah, I made the first one, and now I just cash the checks for the rest of them.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't care what, they, because someone asked him how they feel about the other one, because mine's the best, and I just get to cash the checks for the rest of them. And that's kind of cool. It's just like, yeah. So good for him. And, you know, if he gets to cash those checks. So. Yeah, so that's fun. So I get to do monetary trading. That's gonna be fun. Um, yeah. Then, uh, but as soon as I find out what I will release, uh, what we're watching. I think it's fun. I got uh, we as all our panels, both both our, every panel that we do, I try to have gifts for people. Like right. The, we do giveaways and prizes and all kinds of stuff because it's fun. I you know. of right. Most time, a lot of people who who don't listen, I mean, they don't know this. and so it's bribes, man. It's bribery.
0: Not to mention gifts are great. Yeah, gifts are Everyone's great. Everyone's love. Everyone loves
1: and gifts. Right. So I try to give out some. I am working on a very cool gift. Uh, it may be one of those things that may go to the first twenty people in the in the show, though. Okay. Because it's kind of pricey, but I'm working on. I'm working with um, Drew Hall's wife, Sarah.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: she's a co- she's a professional costumer, and she's like, I got I got some I got some ends. I might be able to help us help us out. So that'll be cool. That will be cool. So we'll see. So I will tell you. Th- I will give you a hint uh, for the film. The film has been um, requested a lot, actually. And there's props involved. Okay. So. All right. There's, and this movie, I'm pretty sure you've never seen, so.
0: Probably. So Chances are great. Chances are great. Go- chances it, are great.
1: I would, I would bet, again, yeah, that you hadn't seen it, so.
0: You're going to keep doing that on one of these times? I'm going to blow you out of the I'm water. Gonna, uh, You're going to have no idea. You, know, you've,
1: you surprised me a couple of times. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's good. Do my best. You do good. You do good.
1: Um, uh, like I said, we've recorded this before we get a chance to air the um Raising Arizona one, so questions for raising Arizona or question for the cultists. We love those. We love answering those. We have none for today because the show just happens so much yeah. scheduling. But uh, we'll double up on um, the next one.
0: We just expect more questions, people.
1: Yeah, so ask away. We love we love questions. Um,
0: so what's going on with you? Uh, In the I last hit, like
1: four days, I've seen you.
0: I hit my twenty-seven and five.
1: What is your twenty-seven and five?
0: So for derby we have to do like uh we have to pass what does MST stand for? Is it minimal skating? So we have to pass MSTs for um
1: a minimal skills test?
0: Yes. Something like that. Um, we think it stands for minimal skills or minimum skating test. No, it's probably skills. Minimum skills test. So what that means is... Like I can is, read yeah. on skates. Kind of, uh, well, can, we do have a written test we have to take. Cause I can write on skates. On skates. Um, but it's, you have to pass those in order to be bountable. To be so able to play in bouts. It's
1: like rules. Like, don't hip check in the grocery store.
0: I, yeah, I mean, that's like common sense. Well, Is it? I do that sometimes. So like Friday, I'm hip take check might
1: come in handy. It's like, I got to get the TV. Hip check. <laughs>
0: be like, next next uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Like I'll take, oh, Justine's coming with me. It's fine. It's, like, it's all right. I'm going to take her with me.
1: Actually, I think I've run out of do- uh, derby knowledge, so I'm good. So I'll be quiet now. Okay. It's like hip check. No, them. it's okay. <laughs> like if
0: something comes out, you just throw it down. Uh, so we have oh, wait, to... Oh, wait, wait, wait.
1: What's the slingshot thing that you... Whip it. Whip it. Like We actually moves.
0: have to do whips give and take.
1: So, you, woo. Yeah, so the, the movie, we did that. So yeah, whip it. we did.
0: Uh, so you do have to pass your whips give and take. <laughs> we haven't done those yet, but the so the big one is wh- wh- what 20 What do you mean by give and take? So you have to be able to give a whip where you like reach your arm back right. and then you fling someone forward. So you whip somebody else. Okay, gotcha. And then... You have to be able to take one. You have to be able for someone to fling you and you not fall. Right. So those are things that you have to be able to pass in order to be boutable, which is to play in bouts. Right. Now, there's a lot for the MSTs, but we have something called Safe to Skate, where we um, have decided the amount that is necessary for our team to be allowed to skate in parades. Um, So like, we require that they know how to stop and they know how to do things that will keep you alive. While skating, pretty much. Um, I don't know how to go more in detail with that. And
1: and, and so since our uh, since our listenership is not just regional, which is great. I mean, I love our locals who listen to us. Um, um, I have learned over the you know, last week or so that we have uh, a growing international listenership.
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, hey, guys.
1: And so, uh, and gals. So where we live. Uh, in, in the Mobile, Alabama area on the Gulf Coast. Gather around. Um, parades are kind of a thing.
0: Okay, let's break it down: <laughs> parades Mardi are- Gras parades. We're not just parading to parade. I mean, parades are a thing. Yeah, like, you know, parades are a thing. Yeah, parades we, are a thing. I, I, I take that back. I, I, we do a lot of parades. I've, I've lived
1: in other places. <laughs> they don't parade yeah, as we, much as we do. We're like, I
0: retract that. I
1: think us in New Orleans love just a reason. To, like, New Orleans, you can get a permit just to parade, like like on a Tuesday. It's Tuesday. You can get
0: a parade after a marriage. Right. They do a parade. What is that called? Oh, yeah, or a funeral. Oh, they'll, do
1: second they'll, line, they'll do second lines on, the, on funerals. But, like, you can get a... You can get uh, a parade just because like it's Tuesday and you're drunk. And if you've got the yeah. money, and get they'll get you a parade route and a cop. Let's be honest. It's New be, Orleans. It you get enough people. drunk
0: people, they're going to be parading. See, I, have
1: a, I have a goal one day. We'll do like a, a Mopcast Network parade when, if we were doing a New Orleans show. That would be epic.
0: That would be so much fun. So I'll be skating. Of course you will be skating. So these are Mardi Gras parades, though, to be more specific, because it's our Mardi Gras season. And we have skills that we require that people pass in order to skate with the team because you know you know you're in a parade where people stop and go and stop and go and we don't want you to get hit by a car people have gotten hurt yeah so we've been working on our skills since the season started and one of the big things is you have to be able to skate 27 laps in five minutes around the rink like not the outside of the rink but like that rink that you normally see drawn or diagrammed on the ground Yeah, yeah, yeah um you have to be able to skate 27 laps in five minutes. It's a big deal. Can you do it? Yeah, I did. I passed it. All right,
1: good. congratulations.
0: Okay, I, I need you to be more enthusiastic about that. Like, I I passed it and thought I was going to die. So, oh, oh, it's for, hard. For, it's not easy. Oh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. God. Yeah. I can't tell a lot of people because no one really knows derby stuff. So, I got to work Tuesday, and they're like, so, how was practice? And I was like, I passed my laps. None of you really understand, though, so... It's exciting. It's (laughs) It's like I want to go in and be like, I asked my laughs, but they wouldn't they wouldn't get it. But last year when I first did it, I think I got 21 and a half, I think. And then the next time I did it, I got 23. So it was one of those where I was determined to get 27. And I got it for the first time in December at one of the open skates. I hit it just practicing it. Um, So I was... It's a big deal.
1: So so why 27? Do you know? I think it's a mile. Okay.
0: I think. It turns out to be a mile around the rink in five minutes. Cool.
1: (laughs) I just... I didn't figure they just like, arbitrarily, you must do 27. (laughs)
0: Well, apparently, it used to be 25. So we actually, as a team, if you hit 25, then you're... We allow you to play in bouts because it is... It is really hard to get 27. So... It used to be 25, and then they upped it. Gotcha. But now that I hit 27, next time I do it, I'm going to hit 28.
1: You're listening to Derby Chat.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, we can connect this to a movie if you guys would like. I would need some <laughs> suggestions, because besides Whip, whip it, it, I'm pretty much out. And you didn't really see them do any sort of like skills training. They just were always hitting each other. So
1: talk about like forms and stuff, though.
0: We did, but yeah. we did discuss the whips, so yeah. I'm really proud of you so for so that. So I well done.
1: I remember a little bit of it.
0: So how was your uh, last few days?
1: Um, busy. We've I'm planning our convention season for just and apparently just, it's popping. Yeah, like today was like the day to to do all that stuff. Like everyone I was like, "Here's our convention stuff," and so I I put in uh we're, we're I bought a table at uh, Pensacon. Uh, I had put in one for last year and was denied because we just they just ran out. It's Usually what yeah. kinda happens it was a little late on it, and then um, somebody. Uh, canceled and they reached out and said, do I want it? And I'm like, of course I want it. And so paid for that uh, MobileCon, um uh, which is in may opened up their uh, registration process. And so I did that. So I'm waiting to hear back from that mm-hmm. Jacksonville, uh, well, Jackson, Mississippi's the uh, Mississippi comic con. I've put in for that. Um, there's a one day library, like a, like a, uh, at the, the local library here, in mobile, they're doing a one day convention and that I'm going to be at there.
0: We're going to be uh, all over the place, people. Yeah.
1: You know, I bought us a new banner for Cult Movie Cantina.
0: It was so cool looking. And it's
1: retractable, so I don't have to build it. I just pull it now. I'm so excited. I wasn't going to buy it. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just... I... Uh,
0: just look at it. I just well, keep adding it to my car and deleting no, it. It's well, fine.
1: I went through Vistaprint on, on, on it because I want... You know, there's some local people who offered to make one, but... Um, I want re- the retractable kit one, so I don't. So yeah. I can just throw it in the car, and I I had a couple, and they're outdated, but you know they they had to build them, and they were fine. But
0: or the ones you have to like roll and unroll, right? Yeah. And so
1: at work, we had the retractable ones, and the moment I started using it, I fell in love with it. So um, we're gonna do one for Chronicles of Limbo. We, uh, John's gonna design one for us, and John needed to know the um dimensions, so that's how I got to the website. Oh, we we'll use VistaPrint, and I'll, and I'll get the template for you. And then I looked and I'm like, Son of a bitch, they're on sale. Ah, <sighs> because they're mostly, like they're 150 bucks normally. Yeah, that's before shipping. And so uh, I was like, I'm going spent spend 180 on something, but it's like it was like 90 bucks, and I was like, huzzah! So I ended up spending like 130 on it. So yeah, but
0: it'll be usable. Well,
1: yeah, over and over again. Yeah, So yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a business expense. It's, it's important, so we'll get that, and I'll get the other one as soon as John finished drawing that up. I bought stickers this week
0: stickers are fun
1: uh, sticker where do
0: you where do you go to get all that stuff
1: so uh this is a pro tip for everyone out there um i get all my buttons if you want the round buttons that we have i get all mine from pure buttons and i have for the last four years three years Do we want buttons? yeah we buttons, want buttons are cool yeah you want buttons if you're looking for if you're looking for neat kitschy things to have at your tables um buttons are good and buttons are cheap so um pure buttons who i recommend and i'll send you i'll put i'll post a link in here, so i can get some credits (laughs) if you sign get you some credits um but um i it's like 100 for 30 bucks so it's 30 cents a piece it's a good deal so for your derby stuff you can get all kinds of stuff Working,
0: what was that again where'd you get those pure buttons so they're they're not like muggles
1: no they're not muggles they're pure blood buttons (laughs) And they're out of Tennessee, I believe. So they're real quick, cl- and shipping's real quick. It's real, quick. and most of them have like free shipping too. So if you get like, you order hundred buttons, it gets it's like free shipping on that.
0: So, um,
1: and they're really easy to design too. So I like everything about them. They're so good. They're so ni- and they're nice. They're nice. The nicest people. What about stickers? So stickers, I go through Sticker Mule, and I, I tried pure mule, uh, pure. No wait, I tried Sticker Mule's buttons, and I didn't care for them as much. They're they're better with stickers. So all the stickers I've gotten so far, and what's cool about <laughs> what's cool about them is that you sign up for for their mailing list, and then like every week or every other week they they have a different sticker deal, and their stickers are pricey. But stickers are pricey, really. Yeah. They have good quality stickers and cost you some money. Like hundred bucks, hundred cost you anywhere from like a good uh, like a th- like a three inch like the baby mop three inch sticker I've got mm-hmm. normally would cost me about hundred bucks, hundred and twenty um, for what it is. But I got fifty for nineteen dollars oh good but I had, because they had that kind of deal yeah i got today i got or this week i got they had holographic stickers so the mop head design i have we had stickers of that i made I, I made 50 i had 50 of those holographic ones done well, that sticker has a hologram not that's not a hologram, cool but a holographic kind of, sticker. Yeah. It's kind of prismy sparkly kind of thing it's very it's, it's got a kind of retro feel I like it and, but it, they're 19 bucks for that Okay. So that's where I get um I'm working on enamel pens, but we're getting them out of China, so I'll let you know how that happens.
0: Well, the, I'm going to have time for that. So,
1: cause, uh, But enamel pens are good, too. They're, they're Yeah, they are.
0: They're
1: just, you, the thing is that I've, I've been working with an artist who, who's done, done this for a while,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I've commissioned her to do... We're doing a big... I'm, she's done the sketch on it, It's adorable. I've shared it with you. It's adorable. But uh, we're going to... My plan is to do three or four... Button Designs and do a Kickstarter for them. Mm-hmm. I was trying to do a Kickstarter this month for it. It's just not going to work out. Because I'm still waiting for the comic to come back from the printer, which should be here any time now. So we start sending those off. So yeah, that'll be cool. So so probably be February before everyone gets their stuff. And so we're a little late on that. But printers in the holidays, I will I will plan better. <laughs> yeah. I will plan better. So, yeah. that's a learning I, process. Yeah, and so that's where I get my stuff. Okay, cool and uh, I get poster prints um locally we got to get
0: stuff for Mardi Gras to throw and stuff to have I don't know we need stuff I say that apparently we have boxes of stuff that's sealed at somebody's house that no one told me about so hey you hey president it's so fun if you love something you should definitely become the president of the board of that
1: I'm the president of this and I'm good enough. This is as much as I want. (laughs) At work, they were asking me if I want to, like, they hadn't asked in a while but they were like, they were like, you want to do supervisor training and all this stuff? I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) good. No. I'm good. You know, I like what I do. I like work but I like this on this side of it. I like the leadership role that I have with this because I own it. Yeah. And it's something I can, you know. I feel so like you a f- just right, want f-
0: that job that you can just go to and right, not have to. Right.
1: I like being the farmer. So I'm watching this grow and I'm proud of it instead of like the guy who works for the farmer who makes it grow and then they go tail- sell it. And just right. Oh, like, huh, okay. All, all my hard work goes somewhere else. And so I work hard for my company to earn my paycheck. I work hard here to watch this grow. This makes no money, but I like what I do. I'm, Yet. Ha- I'm happy with it. So, I, yeah, I would love it to make money. We'll, we'll see one day. we're we're getting
0: there we're growing us wow the sun comes up again so what was the
1: last non-cult movie movie that you watched
0: oh that's a fun question
1: like like what's the last movie you didn't have to watch you
0: watch i mean i watched cats and i I didn't have to watch that and we turned it into a thing so i won't count that oh man i'm gonna awkwardly and shamelessly look at my derby wife because i don't remember I've wa- Okay, in fairness, I have been binge-watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, so I don't know how I did this, Scotty, because I am a very busy person. And there are 16, uh, 16 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Yep. So the beginning of last year, it came up where um, we were at a friend from Derby's house. And it was like, they were talking about it or something. It was like, I've never seen that. And so they did the first episode, and I was like... <sighs> fine I'll watch it but then I didn't have time because I was still in school and I was finishing school so I never started it right so over the summer when I had a little bit more time because I graduated I got back and I was just job hunting I started watching it so then it became a thing like oh the season's coming like the next season's starting so I have been watching that since last summer and I finished it a week ago so like at my lunch I get a lunch at work put on, like that was honestly the only time I got to disconnect from like the world is during my lunch break at work. Cause I would just put on Grays and eat with my headphones. No one could talk to me. It was just me and Greys. Gotcha. So anyway, I just finished it. So now we're watching Key and Pill. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause they're great. Um, but I, so I didn't really have a lot of extra time to watch any movies. I Besides the one, like, I watched the movies that we need to watch for a cult movie, Cantina, and that's a lot for me. Okay. But uh, we did watch Cats. I want to see Jumanji. I saw Jumanji. I want to see that. I haven't had time. Um, I, for some reason, I feel like I have watched a movie not that long ago, but I don't...
1: The last thing I saw was 1917.
0: What did you think of that? It's... it's
1: Oh, I, have, I mean, we I talked about this on the last cult meeting, but you weren't here, so I could talk to you about it. Um, the it is technically wonderful. Technically okay. out that's
0: the one where it's like one shot, yeah, and simila- so it's right. cinematically beautiful. Yeah,
1: like like the cinematography is wonderful. The
0: that'd be fun to watch then.
1: The acting is really strong. I like the two guys in it. That's really really strong. The story's w- the weakest part for me, mm. and it's not. It's not a bad story. It's not at all, but. You're so focused on trying to make this one-shot movie, your story can't be that in depth. It's just not. It's basically it's two guys on a mission to do the mission, and they're going to do the mission, right? And mm-hmm. so it's just the, you know, they're going to take these these orders to, to stop um, uh, troops from going to, from attack because they're outnumbered. They don't know it, know it, so they've got to go do this. And you know, there's peril on the way, but it's like it's pretty much a grocery trip. We're going to go to go X to deliver, you know, deliver this, and we're, right. we're, we're done. And so it's it's fine, uh, there's parts of it that feel like a video game to me though, like
0: oh, that's interesting by the way, just because of the way the camera angle is,
1: No, just like things that happen in the story,
0: interesting,
1: like like they they'll pick up objects that come in handy like later in the game- like later in the movie, like a video game is like, oh look, you found some milk, cool, and then later on I was like, I need to use milk here, and it'll take my inventory, oh, I have milk, click milk <laughs> it's kind of like I mean, kind that like, seems fun, it's kind of like that, um, but Overall, it's, you know, it's it's fine. I don't yeah. know. You know, I I like a good war film, and this is a good war film, but, like, when I start comparing it to other war films, it's no Saving Private Ryan. Which you've not seen, I guess, <laughs> by the look of your face. You should see Saving Private Ryan. Saving <laughs> Ryan. I think you might like it. It's a good movie. Okay, it's a, Saving Private Ryan has a similar story.
0: As 1917? Yeah,
1: 1917 is these two guys that are going to stop a they're sending they have a message from a general to stop this attack. Because and one of the guys is brothers in the in the in the is, uh, in the in the army and then the group. Yeah. And so they're going to go stop you know, to save the brother. That's part of it. Save a private Ryan, um, after D Day in World War Two, uh, four four brothers of this one family die. And there's one more left in the field, and the army can't have that because they had five brothers go down in uh, um, in the navy in a ship. The Sullivan brothers died in real life, mm-hmm. and so they start. That's when they started breaking. I used to, you, you know, you could go serve with your brother. Yeah, you know, you, your families would go serve. You're not with, allowed to? No, no, because mainly because the Sullivans happened. Yeah, you know, the Ryan, the same. Probably, writing story is fictional, but the Sullivan family, the Sullivan is true. Five brothers were they were naval guys. And they there, they were on, they were working different jobs on the same ship, and torpedo hit them, sank the ship, and all five died. So it's devastating to a family because you lose them all at you once. You lose them all at once, and so you know you're they're you're supposed to at least leave one son alive, kind of thing, so they continue the family because they'll they'll, they'll, they'll a the family line. Yeah, and that's not good for anybody. Right, and so St. probably Ryan's the story of this happening and this group led by Tom Hanks is his little battalion. I love
0: Tom Hanks.
1: Has to go. It's kind of oh, the cast is great have to go through behind, like, German enemy lines through France to go find this kid and bring him back. And so, it's, it's – it's Steven Spielberg made it. It's a, it's a really, really good movie. He it it didn't win Best Picture. It won, um, he won uh, Director for it, but he didn't win Best Picture. But it's a, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. I'm not really – it's not a cult film, so I can't ruin it. It's not somewhere we're going to say. I'll, right I'll in, but
0: keep it in mind. Yeah, you should watch it. Don't let me forget. Okay, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what other movies that I've seen recently. How about you? Uh, uh, 1917.
1: was the last one, and then, then I saw Raising Arizona for the show. Um, I did time. like Raising Arizona. I did, too. I, it held up for me. I really... Um, it's just cute. It's funny. It's just, I like Coen Brothers movies f- when they do that. And, and Coen Brothers movies are known for having just outlandish characters anyway. Um, Fargo's great, and...
0: Uh, I've always wanted to watch that I need to watch that
1: Yeah, Fargo's. good you, know, you should see Fargo you should see Oh uh, Brother We're Out There if you've not seen it Oh Brother We're Out There in Spirits similar to Raising Arizona other than Fargo I think is because you know Raising Arizona has over top characters and Oh Brother is just nothing but just a, a, just a collection of just bizarre people and interesting every, everybody doing their over the topness and you know it happens in the depression in, in Mississippi and it's basically the Odyssey told.
0: I haven't seen that either,
1: or read it. I read it. <laughs> it's either Odyssey or the Iliad. It's one or the other. So it's a very I was very very, my button. It's a very very old story. is what I'm saying. And they re- you know the Coen brothers redid it as a 1930s Depression era ta- tale. And, mm-hmm. and Holly Hunter's in it, and she's great. And
0: she's the id. She's Ed, yeah. Do you think raising Arizona? influenced Raising Hope, the TV show?
1: I don't know, Good question. Maybe.
0: Because it's centered around a baby.
1: And, and, and there are some crazy characters in there. Yep. I really like Garrett Hunt in that. that the dad? Uh, No, he's the granddad, I guess.
0: The, uh, yeah, like the kid's dad. Yeah, the the, kids the dad. one kids. that has the baby. Yeah, right, his dad. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Like he Garrett, has a landscaping and, business. Yeah, I like Gary Dylan mm-hmm.
1: pretty much. I saw the first season. I haven't seen any more, but... Uh,
0: it's a good show. I haven't seen show. all of them, but I've seen quite a few.
1: I have... The only thing I've been watching lately is I finished this season, the first season of What We Do in, Sh- in the Shadows, and I absolutely love it. What is that about? Vampires. Okay. It's a vampire comedy shot as a reality series. All right. And so it's these vampires that live in Staten Island.
0: Like Jersey Shore for vampires?
1: Kinda, but it's uh kinda. <laughs> and so one's like a a vampire from like the twelve hundreds and he's lived all this life and he's but he's living standing. he's got roommates, his two roommates are uh, a couple. One, she's between she made the other one, so she's like she's not as old as the oldest guy, but she's probably the second one. And then she made her her husband. She made this guy and turned him into a then married him. So they're a couple. And then there's a dude who's a psychic vampire. Like he he doesn't drink blood; he drinks like he just comes in and is just a bummer to people and aggravates them, then sucks energy out. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's
1: it's really funny. He's just like a bummer of a dude, and like for a while you're like, I don't think he's really a vampire. I think he's just making the shit up. And no, no, you see his eyes glow and shit. He's like, oh yeah, he's really. And he's like, his power works on other vampires, and that's really because he just bumps them out, and mm-hmm. knock, you know, it's really funny.
0: That's amazing.
1: And then there's the um the there's a the the oldest vampire has a, a, a servant that works for him, who uh, who's worked for him for ten years and hoping just he's working for him because he wants him to turn him into a vampire. He's like a little he's a little like a Spanish kid who's who like when he was little saw an interview with a vampire and saw Antonio Banderas and just wants to be him. So he found a real vampire to help him do that, and that vampire is totally not and he's make like me. old now, and yeah, he's totally not gonna make him a vampire.
0: <laughs> so if you. Discovered that you were turned into a vampire, and this person's like, Oh, I changed you, and now we're gonna get married. How would you react to that?
1: Depends on the person, I guess. I mean, am I into them, or okay?
0: Well, what if they just turned you into a vampire and they're like, I was just bored.
1: Okay, I'll be okay. I'm 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 okay. I'm as a Like you like,
0: you know what, let's let's break it down. No matter what, vampire for life, okay? Right, I'm, good. I'm good with that. I'm good
1: with that. I'm like, all right, good, little, good little. I'm good with that. Just depends who my sire is and if it works out if like if my is like a dick, that would be a bummer.
0: Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would, I would suck so hard.
1: Really, no pun intended. It would suck so hard. <laughs>
0: it sucks so hard.
1: But um you?
0: I just So, I was recommended to start a show. I wasn't recommended. It was recommended to me to start a show by someone at work. It was reprisal or it's a Hulu original. I don't know. I saw part of it. Okay. Terrible names. I'm going to describe this person to you and I'm going to see if you can figure out who it is. Don't cheat. (laughs) Don't cheat. You can pull it up if you would like. It's called Reprisal, and wife it's on. Our judge on that. Yeah, she's gonna be a judge, and it's uh, it's on Hulu. This guy, he's very like built like a football player. Right. He's older. He has a very like squared off haircut and a like magnificent mustache. And he's in a lot of stuff. I don't know his name, but he always plays like serious bad guys. He kind of looks like he would be a bully. Uh, I think he has like scars, like pockmark scars on his face maybe. Steven. Do you know who I'm talking about? I As soon as you see he, who it is, you're going to know. But I genuinely don't know what his name is. But I recognize him. I know okay, he's, he's so in a lot of stuff. Is this
1: cheating if I go look for a name?
0: No, you can look for a name.
1: I'm going to look for a name. Just don't look up the show. i won't look up the show.
0: Well, this is fun for me.
1: I'm Googling. The
0: it news. seems like so far of what I've seen of the, the first episode, it does seem like it would be an interesting show. But then she walked into this uh, strip club where everybody's half naked and I'm sitting at work watching this. I'm
1: going with Stephen Lang. It's my, uh, is Stephen Lang in this show. Because that's my flat top headed pock bar guy.
0: Okay. Did you find it? Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to find you the answer. Failed
1: derby wife fail.
0: Okay. Guys prepare. <laughs> Apparently this dude is not as... Did I pull up the wrong show? Well, this is the right show. He's not in this as much as I thought he was, I guess, because he didn't come up in the first... Oh! Do you see what I'm saying? Did I describe him well enough? Okay. It is not Stephen Lang, but now I'm curious as to know who who that is. I think his face is just wrinkly.
1: That's Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. I got the girlfriend in my head. Well, that's, in my head. That's,
0: that's honestly not but, but from far your off. De-
1: from your description, that's how what I can. That's not far so off. Who yeah. Was, who was it?
0: So it's Ron Perlman.
1: Oh, Ron Perlman. Okay. okay.
0: But okay, like I, I recognized can, him. So like, I would
1: I would say guessing Steve Stephen Lang versus Ron Perlman. I think that I did pretty good. Yeah. On that. I was saying,
0: like, you did pretty good. That's not like I could see that. But he's in um he's in a little bit of this at the beginning. And he's, like, being up on a woman. Ron Perlman
1: was in a CBS TV show called Beauty and the Beast. He played Hellboy twice. Um,
0: Keep it going, buddy. Just keep it going.
1: He's in a a bunch of Guillermo del Toro movies, including his first one, Kronos. Um, He's in
0: Fantastic Beasts.
1: He he was in Star Trek Nemesis as a uh, Reman.
0: Oh my gosh, he's this cute little goblin guy in Fantastic Beast. He's a
1: cute little goblin guy in Fantastic Beast. He still kind
0: of looks like he's a bully in this. That's crazy. And, Way um, to bully it up.
1: Um, yeah, Ron Perl's in a lot of stuff. He's an Alien Resurrection. Um, he's in a ton of stuff. anyway,
0: so about- yeah, he um. I'm really proud of how close you got though cuz that that's me. I'm really proud of both me and you for that. I'm cool. proud of us both. Te- teamwork. So I started that show and it looked like it would be interesting and then she walked into this strip club where everyone's naked. And I'm like sitting in my cube with my headphones in and did this slow like look the, behind me. Are the other people? And then looked to the other side, and I went. Anybody could walk up at oh, any time.
1: Oh, okay. So it's the show about the girl who gets survives being dragged behind the car.
0: Yes, that's yeah. how right. so don't say anything else about it, because that's pretty much as far as I got. Well,
1: that's the, I haven't seen it yet. That's just in the trailer. So yeah, yeah, okay. So I've that been, happens at the very beginning. Did you like it so far? So far, yeah, I do. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot.
0: It's like it hooked me to the point where, where I, I want to watch more of it, and I don't have time to watch things. So. I've been
1: watching the 1988 version of War of the Worlds. Okay. I, I watched. I, I found a copy of it's a. They made a TV show version, which is a direct sequel to the the 1960s movie back in the late 80s. And I used to watch it as a kid, and I don't remember much about it, except the aliens and their slogan to life immortal. <laughs> and um, anyway, uh, I found the first season. Actually, I own first and second season. There's two seasons. I own them, but they're in a box somewhere in my storage room, and I just I can't. F- it's, they're somewhere. Scotty, why'd I get you out of storage room, buddy? And so I just got to, anyway... Uh, I need to sell a bunch of stuff. That's to really get me out of the storage room. Honestly, That's, I can get much of it out. Anyway, but I found so this is what I do when I can't get to something. I just reorder it. <laughs> and so, but I was in this the, is why we have a storage room. <laughs> I am not a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. I'm a storager. And, and anyway, so I, I was at the thrift store in town a couple of weeks ago, and I found it on. They had it on their in their DVD collection for two bucks.
0: Well, I mean, at least you're thrifting. It's not like you're going out and dropping $20. Yeah,
1: no. I, wouldn't, I don't do that anymore.
0: <laughs> not anymore. No, that's man. where the storage room started. No, no. no. <laughs> well, that, too. I've done,
1: I've, I've done some, you know, as I'm getting older, I, I want less stuff. I want stuff that's more. So, I like, I used to collect all kinds of stuff. I really now, like, I collect autographs, but mostly on cards so I can, you know, carry them around. Cards, and, yeah. yeah. They're, they're tiny, right? And I've got a couple, like, pictures and stuff. there, a couple posters, but the posters I've got, I frame. Yeah, so trying to like trying to collect things that you know
0: are more meaningful to you. Well, a little
1: bit more meaningful, but easy to transport.
0: Yeah, like you know, that's fair.
1: I had a huge a huge Star Wars collection, but I've like cut down to like one show. Like I like Rebels, and there's not a lot of Rebels things. Yeah. So I've got like that, and I'm happy with that. (laughs) And so, um, so with when it comes to like movies and stuff now thank God for streaming services because I don't have to own as much stuff anymore. Yeah. And then like, if I want to buy it, I just buy it like on Amazon Prime streaming and it's in my library. I'm good. And then, uh, you know, it goes to the other services I use. I wish iTunes would work. There's a couple movies I bought on iTunes that I wish I could have. Um, I was using iTunes first because I had the iPad. Yeah. But now I'm smart. And so I use like Amazon. So I go to four or five. services. like if I can't reach Amazon or somebody, you know, whatever, I can go to another service and watch another movie. So like Voodoo or whatever. Right. Because my accounts, they all, they're all there. They Most of them transfer. But... Because um, my John Wicks are on my Apple. And I can't remember my Apple ID. No. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get John Wick again.
0: Just, Just reset it. Call him. I don't want
1: to call him. I don't blame you. I'm I don't a, either. I'm at that point where, like like, I... Look, guys... I'm I'm forty two years old. I'm almost forty three. I can't remember passwords. I just can't.
0: I, I can't. have mine written down. in no, secret hidden locations. Some ninja
1: will steal it and take all of my non-existent things. I'm like really. I can't. Me.
0: I got way too much going on. I gotta. I gotta document stuff.
1: So I I'm like most people. I have like three or four passwords and a bunch of numbers.
0: <laughs> the thing that gets me is, like, first whoa. of all, you forget a password, and then you got to create a new one because all of the ones you used didn't work. And Here, then you're like, what What did I do?
1: Here's what I hate about passwords. Like when you forget passwords, they won't go, hey, our services use like a letter and a capital no.
0: Sometimes I try to restart just right. so I can see what their passwords right. are so I know what to use. Right. Yep. Just,
1: just let me know that. Just go, hey, by the way, dumbass, we use a. Uh,
0: and You have to all put ours. that symbol in there. Right. Not everyone requires a symbol. Right.
1: Just let me know. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, hacker. No, they won't. They're already going to know what I... Look, and I use...
0: Hackers don't look for that little suggestion thing. They're in the back office, okay? Be honest right now.
1: So, lucky for me, my passwords are because... Here's the secret to Scotty's passwords. Figure it out. You can have my stuff. Really? Seriously. Uh, As a writer who has a fictional universe, I have a fictional language. So, my passwords are in the fictional language that has never been published. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, mine is not as... (laughs) but there's only cool like, no, so i'm no, not gonna no. give you guys hints about mine but,
1: but literally but it's only like three or four of them and then like i just go through the numbers it's like like at work we have to reset ours every 90 days so i'm like at like seven on <laughs> this word seven
0: <laughs> i shuffle like i have if i have numbers i'll shuffle them so like if it's one two three i'll do two three one right three one two one two three and then i'll just keep shuffling them
1: sometimes i will use lead speak so put my numbers in my letters and stuff
0: I'm such a nerd. You know it that, says, right? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. I own it.
1: Uh, we're talking to How to protect your internet. Friend of mine was like, use this password service. I'm like, somebody will hack the password. My luck, well, they will hack the password service. I'm usually brave about much. The password stuff, I don't know. Maybe because I've got like, I've got like writings and stuff in different vaults. I mean, like I have, I have many, like I have Gmail vaults. No, so it's just- I have Gmail accounts just to store writing okay that's how crazy i am it's just because and it's just copies of stuff i've probably got copies on hard drives but like if the world fails and i only thing my only chance is the cloud i've got some backups is what i'm saying
0: proud of you buddy
1: so because my handwriting is atrocious tr- 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 i can't read what i write
0: steven be really proud of you for that too so and his stevenisms
1: so i just can't i can't read what i write so i have to type everything out so
0: I just prefer typing. I can do I, it faster. I do
1: and I'm good at it. But I, I worry. I worry because I've got the arthritis now. Like I can't play. I can't play the any instruments anymore.
0: That's, that's happened in
1: the last couple of months.
0: You just need to find the right one. What? What? No, we'll find just, you one. No, no spoons. <laughs> oh. Can we do spoons?
1: No, I can, oh, I'll, still, I'll still, I'll still, sing karaoke. I'll do that. I'm, I'm okay. I mean, it's not like a. I, I wasn't ever good. Get you
0: those symbols between your knees. <What>?
1: You, you know why I play music anyway?
0: Because it's enjoyable?
1: Uh, no, it was. To hang out with people? I, yeah, but there's a, there's a specific reason. Oh, my gosh. I I wouldn't have gotten into music without Josh and Steven. Right. Um, and I only got out of, out of, like, my self-imposed peer pressure. I got tired of going to Josh's house when I was in high school, and him and Steven were really into it. And so I was like, "Well, hell, to hang out here, I have to get a guitar." So I got to get. This how gotta I got to get a
0: guitar. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. I've never really. I mean, it's okay. I've never been like I have to. Never had that. I just played because they did.
0: Well, it's so interesting now because, like Josh doesn't ever right play ever. But
1: Josh used to play. Well, he had a band. He was in a band. The band drove that out of him. I know.
0: Well, he's in a couple bands, yeah,
1: but this just drove drove. I mean, that that that's a grind, man. I was in a couple bands. I didn't. It's not for me.
0: I wonder if it's like being the president of the board of something that you love. Yeah, kind of. <sighs> Still love it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Just make your own thing and be president of that.
0: Ooh. Like my theater.
1: Yeah, be president of your own theater. Just do that. I'm president of this. All
0: right. I've been doing a lot of thinking about my theater lately. About getting it started. Start it. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Okay. I'll direct for you. Thanks, buddy. Are you directing at Theater 98?
1: Yeah, end of the year, October.
0: Okay. What you doing?
1: Death by Design. It's a f- uh, murder mystery farce. It's really funny.
0: Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah, if you're available. We slow down in October. If you're oh. The, is it actually in October?
1: The, the shows are octo- October. Yeah, no, we
0: have two bouts in October. We should be slowing down in October, but our schedule was planned at the last minute, so everybody only had the end of the season available.
1: Well, look at the schedule. I'll have you come stage manage for me. And if you During bouts, I'll, I'll go in and do that part.
0: Okay, we'll see. I'll yeah. let you know.
1: Because I like having my partner in crime. You,
0: you, Thanks. You're a good stage manager. We're, we're good I team. miss the theater a lot. You
1: and I are a good team. I I do too, but two things. A, I'm boycotting one. B, I know. B, but I'm, my boycott's almost over. I'm just boycotting for this season. Okay. I'm not like forever. I'm just, you know, done. Just for the season. Just for the season. And if they... Continue doing their stuff that that's their choice. I I can't. But for me, it was like, bad. I don't like. I don't agree with that decision. But that's okay. It's not like they're missing me. It's not, it's not like we have this deep relationship. So it's not. It's more of just whatever. You needed space. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but and and honestly, everyone does musicals. I'm so I don't. I don't do musicals. And I got dragged to the last show I did. Yeah. Like, and but I'm glad I did it. I had fun in the last show. That was.
0: It was a lot of fun. And so. I think a lot of people do do the mu- musicals. I I don't know if it's because it's more relevant now. To think that oh, with man. how much Broadway booms all the time, it like may, it makes
1: money. I know it makes it's just making. And I don't I don't blame anybody. Don't make you know I get it. I'm, the The budgets for uh, community theater are razor thin, and you know if you have one bad show, you can you can a theater. I mean it, I get it. Right. I totally get it. So I mean, I'm,
0: I wish they would do more with kids. Like uh, not every show. But I wish more community theaters would do kid shows because the only ones you can find locally are going to be those like kid workshop theaters that cost hundreds of dollars for you to put your kids in. But like just one a season, do something that involves kids because there are so many that would love to go and be involved in community theater.
1: Just a, just a thought. And I don't know if this is 100% true, but I think- why that doesn't happen locally? Because we, locally there there is a children's theater in Mobile.
0: Well, there's a few children's theaters around, right. but the ones in Baldwin County you have to pay for.
1: Well, I think all of them you have to pay for. Yeah, rightfully so. And here's why: I think kids are generally okay. I think parents are a, a damn nightmare.
0: Oh, I agree. I'm not saying that it's and, ideal, right? By so, any means,
1: because it's you know, it's like any like, like a sports team or whatever. When you got kids, and so the parents are really super like overly involved, because mm-hmm. the kids and I get it, but. Sometimes you get stage mom syndrome and whatnot, and it's just like, i charge two if I have to deal with
0: that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, and I'm not saying get a kid play, but get something that has some kids yeah. to include them in the community. But that's not something that you really get. Chickasaw does it Yeah. from time to time. They do a lot that involves kids. And they, I mean, I've stage managed over there See, at kid I, he, plays. Uh, uh,
1: Hundred percent. Being honest, if I had a show that had kids in it, I would cast older teenagers or young adults and make them and have them act children. I don't. I don't want to deal with children.
0: Okay, so where's the level for you? What do you mean? Like, what would be your age cutoff?
1: Oh, uh, ideally, honestly, eighteen.
0: Okay. Uh, Even if you had like a kid play. Yeah, I can't. Okay, well, okay well, well, in fairness, everybody has different quirks, so like you probably just wouldn't do the plays I'm talking about.
1: Right. I mean, like, like, okay, so like, say if I had to direct Annie, I can't do Annie with adults. There's just no way. So you know, you know, Annie has to be a ten year old redhead from right. You know, you had there, there, there's so you know, hey, I wouldn't do Annie, but if like. Truckload of money shows up, and then you're like, "We're doing Annie. Pfft, I'm doing Annie. I'm doing. You know, I'll direct Annie. I'm having you. The Son, will come out? I'm out there. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I'll be Annie. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Like, I, I I I like directing. So, I've never directed. I've directed some children, but I've never directed like an a, like a, a, a large cast show. Like they did Matilda here recently, mm-hmm. and that's a great show. But I, you know, I, I don't know if I could have done, done it. I'm
0: not saying that those. Establishments shouldn't exist because right. I think they're important. I know that I worked with one that was a joke because they—the whole premise behind it too—is that it's it's theater workshop. Right, you're learning theater. You're learning the processes. You're learning how to improve as an actor, as an actress, as um someone a stagehand. You're learning all of those things. So,
1: so about that, here's here, here's my counter to that. I think that's right. But a lot of times, a lot of people who teach that are, are not qualified to teach that stuff. I agree. And so it's not being, like, I have a degree in it. I, I, I can teach theater. I have a degree. And um, mm-hmm. there's a process to it. And there's, but here, it's like, I've, I've done it a hundred times. So I'll just, and their experience has some weight. Don't get me wrong. But t- to teach it at its core, you've got to have some, some background, like, more mm-hmm. than just being in it. I mean, because your process doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for me being educated, I've, I've studied multiple processes and so that we, you know, we can, I mean. You,
0: right. You, no, I understand.
1: Because you've worked with me as a director and you've worked with me before, before I went to school and, and, and after I went to school and it was, yeah, and it was dramatically different. Yeah, it was. No, no. Pun- We're punny. friends. So
0: I'm not going to get into it, but. No, no, no. Scotty grew.
1: Right. And so, but, but that's what college is for. I mean, yeah. you know, beforehand I had an interest and, I, and, and I, you know, I, I, I will say I had some talent, but school Honed that mm-hmm. and gave me the skill I needed to back that up. So, you know, I, there's a show that they did. Uh, JGP did a few years ago. So I doubt I could never do it. Re- you know, unless I did it for your theater. Thanks, buddy. There's a um, it's a movie too, but there's a um a, a, a play called The Bad Seed, and it's a basically about a little girl who who causes trouble and murders people. Oh, and it's a, it's how a, fun! And it's a movie and the the main protagonist, she's like 10 or 11 years old. If I did that show, I would do the same way, but I wouldn't cast a 10 or 11 year old, mainly because of the subject matter. I don't want to put a 10 year old like, you're going to murder stuff. That's that's part of the thing. Yeah. But I would cast somebody who who was shorter in stature and uh, was young enough to, to, to create the illusion that this person was young. And that's, that's the fun thing about acting, is that I'm not this person. I'm supposed to make you believe I'm this person. Right. And so... That's the challenge for me as a director and for you as an actor. And together we'll come up with something that we'll the audience will believe. That's the suspension of disbelief in there. And that's what I like about it. I mean, like in The Good Doctor. In The Good Doctor, uh, we, there's a character in it who, for those who don't know, it's a Neil Simon play that I've directed. There's a character who's a young ingenue. And she's uh, leaving her home village to go to the big city to audition for this playwright. And she, this is her her big break. This is her chance to to do something. Well, to spin it, I didn't cast a young ingenue. I cast an older woman to play play the role. And instead of doing this was her chance to own her way up, this was her last chance at all. Right. And I think doing that, I got a stronger performance out of that actress because of what we did. It's, a, it's one of the most memorable parts of the play. And so... You know, having her play, you know this is my this is my one chance. This is you know who knows what she has. she could you know, she may have done it before. She know, she may have gotten married, had yeah. kids. So who knows? But this is her one shot. And so that's what I like about theater. That's what I like about directing is that I can make those kind of decisions and I can kind of just tweak things. Just you know not not stray too far from what the written word, but just the intent. There, the intent says is, is all, the intent is the one shot. Well, how desperate do you want to make it? And I made mean, it super desperate. Yeah, a younger a, a younger actress in that role could always get another role. So you know, and, and, and it's at the role. end of their life. Right. This is right. this is this is her one shot.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what I always have liked about theater. Is that's the thing that I struggle with the most with people who have the direction style of look up videos and do what they do, or try to mimic plays that have already been done. Because that's that's the whole point. That's the process. Is You have right. people who write the plays. They have a vision. Then you have directors who come in and they have a vision. And you have that base work that could turn into 50 stories right? just based on someone's vision. So, but if you're copying right. the same person over and over and over again, then everyone's just, it's a, it's a DVD. Like we're just watching the same story. So
1: I used to think that way. I used to be really a- adamant about not watching other people's Versions of plays that was in. I don't
0: know, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm no, just no, saying don't no, copy no, it. No, I'm
1: just saying I was adamant about it. I wouldn't watch it. I would, you know, you know, this is my interpretation of the character. This is how I'm going to play the character. You know, and and then I got Hairspray, and the problem with Hairspray is that it's too, so well known. Your audience expecting a, a certain something, adamant. right? And so, um, what I did because I I played Edna in that, the mother for those who don't know Hairspray. <laughs>
0: I don't know her name, but I have seen that.
1: And the Turnblad, and but there are there are three there there are three main versions versions of this this story.
0: Are there virgins? There, there may be virgins. There's as children, well. so probably.
1: So, um, there's the original movie that John Waters did, which is not a musical. Um, okay. Uh, there was the Broadway musical that was based on that movie, and then there's the um, the motion picture that was based on the musical. <laughs> Each each one of them has a different Edna Turnblad. So the original was played by uh, Divine, who uh, is, was a wonderful, wonderful actress. Uh, drag queen, I would say, at the time. I think so. I, I think that's accurate, yeah. For the era. Um, and uh, sh- she was wonderful in it. And then... Then we have the uh, Broadway show, which has a Harvey Fierstein was the originator for Edna and that, and so he's a, he brought in this certain style. And he's had a very distinct voice, which carried over to her voice, and then and then and then and um, the 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 last version of the movie is John Travolta. Right. So you so coming in, I I can't do all three because because I know the audience is expecting one or the other. Most of them are expecting Travolta.
0: That's the most well known, yeah. right?
1: Because it was and and uh so what i did was i watched all 3 and then i added i added some more um i'm a big fan of a comedian who passed away a few years ago john Panette, and Panette he's a large man who, you know who did a lot of comedy about food i actually was listening to him this past weekend and i loved him to death
0: i feel like i know who that is he's
1: so funny he was so funny and um did a lot of things about buffets and have a whole bit about buffets that are just 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 anyway, but he he played Edna and i found I got to find some of his Edna on online too, and so what I did was I kind of combined the traits I liked out of everybody and kind of shook them together and made my Edna out of that and then for me to add what what I wanted to do is <clears throat> to make it my own was I just m- my signature was in the arms and interpretbla. When you first meet her, she's you know, she's embarrassed about her weight, and I know how that feels. Yeah, and she, uh, but she's got the point where she's never left her. She doesn't leave her apartment, at all. So I kept her very closed and tight, like my arms, almost like a T Rex, and so I did everything just kind of T Rexy. And then as the show goes, she goes outside, and you know, she gets more and more confidence and so as the show goes on my arms got out wider and wider and at the end of the musical she's revealed to be inside this giant hairspray can and so the 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 can opens up i pop out and my arms are just super wide and just but everything i did for me to make edna my own was in her arms the voice i used was my you know me doing my best harvey firestein uh some of her movements uh were john panett's and John Travolta. It's just enough to be familiar for the audiences. Yeah. But for me, to, to make it my own, I just did, did it in the arms. And I had so much fun creating that. and then that, And But beforehand, I never would have never considered it. I never would have, like, it's just, I'm going to just zoom in my Edna. And I think my Edna was more successful because I did that. And so even for uh, most recently with the um, bus stop, um, I watched them uh, and to get in the character's head. Kind of could see what other people did. And then really made it my own afterwards. Because... It's I you know I'm you know again I said I'm 43 but you know I'm on the younger looking side of 43. I agree. <laughs> and so and the guy who played him was in the 60s and it's written for an older character, and I didn't play him older. And so, yeah. And so I had to come up with ways to do that, but and that's the fun part. That's the that's the fun in well, it. Well, yeah,
0: for sure. And I'm I, that's research. You should always do research research into your character and into the production you're doing. So many people don't they don't and you should Some people
1: just goes okay i get it and it's right and, I was like, and oh.
0: well they're like oh, i got the de- the description in the script it's fine i can figure it out
1: and, and, and that's fine i mean that's, that's it a, is that's, but i like i like research but research
0: is important especially to get that really good deep character but my problem right like lies where it's we're gonna do it like they did it and they structure everything based on that. And yeah. that's not to me that takes away all of the the freedom of directing.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a director who is not confident or be just lazy or just there's a or lot, doesn't know better. Doesn't know better, that's true. I mean, I've worked with directors of all kinds. I the last show I, I like the director, he's a really cool guy. But his direction was basically it's in the book. I've never worked that way before. And it worked. <laughs> I've never like even Tennessee Williams stuff, what you you know, in Tennessee Williams plays, you're pretty you're pretty, uh, I don't want to say devout, but pretty um, strict with the with like the stay structure in the book. It's just its just kind of traditional with Tennessee. Well, you can do yeah. some different things, but traditionally, I've done three or four of them, and we are all like, this is how it goes. And, and with tweaks, this one was like, he it, there was no blocking. It was like, it's in the book. And I was like, oh, okay. I've never worked that way. But before.
0: what do I do? <laughs> it's in the book.
1: And so we just kind of made it work, and it worked. And then and, and the show turned out great, so I mean, yeah. what did I know? Me, I not work with me. We block everything, <laughs> and then we
0: tweak. That it. would Scotty. That would make me crazy.
1: Yeah, Because you try to write. It that would all the, make me crazy. Because it's just like it's already written down. What would I do? <laughs>
0: well, no. Like you'd be like, it's in the book. Like deep down, like every piece of me would be like, but do your own thing. Like <laughs> you don't have to use that exactly like that in that way. Like you have your own stage, your own setup.
1: And everything was the same as the book was, you and it worked. Get
0: a different jar of pickles at a different time or something i don't know add something and, and we had
1: to make some changes like you know yeah in, in, in the play you know i'm supposed to i'm in love with this i'm, I'm listing after this young waitress and you know we're gonna do the shakespeare bit we're doing romeo and juliet and um she's supposed to climb on top of this it's in a bus stop like a diner she's supposed to climb on the the diner but the actress we had has several policies so she couldn't climb upon the, the the balcony, there's no way. Yeah. So we come up with, let's, let's move two chairs, make it look like a balcony, and so she could lean against the two chairs and make it, you know, do eh. Yeah. And so, and it worked. I thought it worked well. But Yeah, I think it did too. You, know, you just got to come up with solutions. And that's what I like. Speaking of crazy characters, want to know what we're watching next?
0: I was like, oh, let me guess. And then I went, no, I'm not even going to try. We're going to watch a movie called The Princess Bride. Oh, yeah. I, for some reason, I kept thinking about the next one after that.
1: Have you ever seen The Princess Bride?
0: I have. Oh, do you remember what it's about? Yes. Oh, good. So I don't know uh, what to ask you. Do you want me to tell you?
1: No, we'll save it. Since okay. You know, you know it. we we all know it, so it's supposed to be fun. Um, this was uh, a selection by our winner of the Chronicles Limbo Kickstarter contest that I had in November. It's Richard Harris. He will be joining us next week. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that too. So it's going to be us and Richard, and we're going to talk about The Princess Bride, which is a great. I haven't seen it in a while, so it's a great movie.
0: I've I've seen it more recently.
1: It's probably been like five years.
0: No, I, I watched it like a year or two ago.
1: I will talk about, help me remember. <laughs> hopefully, I will remember that the um, first wedding I ever did as an ordained minister, I did as the preacher from The Princess Bride.
0: That's amazing. On purpose? Mm-hmm. Did so they ask you or was that your idea?
1: No, there, that's what they wanted. That's amazing. We didn't use a holy book or anything, we used a copy of The Princess Bride, like the original novel.
0: <laughs> those are some fans <laughs>
1: yeah they were though they are and they're still married
0: oh well done Scotty yeah, well I, done I've married
1: 10 people I have one divorce in that
0: I really love that you are keeping up with it
1: but I haven't done it in a while so 10 is an easy number <laughs> to remember okay. I get to 100 I'll be like I don't remember but I keep, I keep up with everybody so cool so yeah so, that's that. so next week is going to be the Friends of goes. so come listen to that watch it enjoy that and then uh, we've got some all uh, the next three are big and the next three will have guests. So that'll be the fun part.
0: Yeah, we're going to be busy.
1: So Look and, for us. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be all over the place. It's going to be a busy year for us and a good year for us. Uh, that being said, this is Sky saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye.